Live from Cool Boys Central. You can be the boss down there. I'm boss up here. Hold your dicks and rub your tits. You'll be ice cold. Here come the cool boys. Just a young boy. So cool. So cool. So cool. I see cool boys. I also noticed the fact that our After Dark episode... There's like five minutes. I think it's it's me, right? That's just from my audio of me fucking banging around. Making a glass. Yeah, I'm making a glass. And what I love about that is that glass is literally a character in the whole episode. Yeah. And one of the things I loved about it, and I was telling Nolan why I actually love it, like no sarcasm, why I actually loved your glass. It was very classy. It classed up the episode. It made it seem like a Playboy Club, 1950s. Yeah. Like, it seemed like it was it was legit. Like, it seemed really cool. I was actually thinking, like, I might just get a glass of water with ice and then just dangle that shit around every once in a while. No, don't, be a, don't be a nice poser. Drink, drink a real drink. You want me to fix a drink? I can make one. Actually, I'm out of ice. I couldn't. I can't do it. Oh, no, wait. I have ice. Maybe I should make a drink. Well, we're recording right now, Guardians of the Galaxy spoiler podcast, right? So this is a spoiler cast. So. Spoilers. Spoilers. So I think, yeah, I think if you're going to make that drink, you better make it quick. Okay. All right. Make that drink quick. Tough. Make the drink. Go fucking make your drink. Ah. Go. Go. I want to know what he's making. What is it going to be? Vodka or is it pe- vodka Perrier and grapefruit? I think it is. Are you drinking anything tonight or are you playing it straight? Uh, so I have uh, a little bit of Coors Light left in my Frosty mug. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, and then, uh, and then I got a Michelada over here. That I'm about to oh have. my god, what the fuck is that? That's Clamato beer, lime juice, Worcestershire, Tapatio. You guys drink the weirdest shit over there. It's Mexican shit. It's good no, shit. No, nothing. Anything, anything with clam juice in it is no good. All right, so it looks like Felk's got a vodka right there. Is that was that what I saw? Vodka. It was vodka something. He's gonna make his vodka tonic for his little like dieting ass. Oh, I know. You gotta keep those pounds off. Gotta keep those pounds off. Gotta keep that stomach washboardy. Yeah, really. Keep those jeans snug. I know every. Milk, is that grapefruit Perrier? Yeah. Nice. Grapefruit Perrier and vodka is one of my favorite uh, very low calorie drinks. All right. Let me know where we're going. I think we are. Technically, this is this is the cold open. For this, this is the cold open. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what are you guys drinking? So uh, I just went over it with uh, Noli. I'm, I'm having uh, right now the last little bit of a Coors Light, and then I'm moving on to a Michelada. Is that a chilled mug? Is that a frosty mug? That's a frosty mug, sir. Do you actually put it in the freezer? Mm-hmm. Of course he does. All right. What are you drinking, Noli? Uh, red wine. Red, red wine. Oh, red wine. Trader Joe's red wine again, right? Yeah, the last bottle. Stay close of- to me. Jesus, every time. Ubi 40, baby. You never would have guessed those guys were white. Hey, so uh, what did you guys... uh, Oh, wait, I guess, Felk, you guys take us into the show. This is a spoiler cast, right? Greetings, Cool Boys Nation, and welcome to the first spoiler cast of the Cool Boys Empire for the motion picture Gardens of the Galaxy Vol 2. Also known as Guardians, Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Also known as Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. The 17th film in the MCU movie universe. That probably is wrong. Uh, <laughs> I think we should start our spoiler reviews with a one-word description each. Oh. Okay. Well, mine's going to be gay, of course. <laughs> okay, you're gay. Okay. Yeah. You came right out with gay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wow. All right, Noli, so what's your one-word description? Hey, um, can you hear that? 
Can you hear that? Can you yeah, hear that? I can hear that. I can hear it. Yes. I spilled, I spilled it all over my keyboard. How do I follow up gay? Fabulous. No, I'll say fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous? Okay, so for, so Felka, it's gay for you. No, it's fabulous for you. Yeah. I want to say it was furious. Mm. Furious. The gay, furious, fabulous. Too gay, <laughs> too furious, too fabulous. Yeah. All right. So I, I guess... Um, that's, I mean, we should just cut straight into the show and just get past our updates and everything right now. Um, sure. And yeah, no, we're as done. our update is literally, we saw Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 this weekend, opening weekend. Did you, did you guys also jack off the entire time? I jacked off the entire time in that theater. The theater loved it. They were like, hey, way to go, man. You're really making this MCU experience more special for us. What was happening? No, no. I, uh, there were children in my theater. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, so no. I, you got to yeah. go to one of them adults-only screenings. Okay, so yeah, I didn't do. I don't normally arc light. <laughs> do that either. Oh, the arc yeah. light. That's the, I don't normally jack off in movie theaters. No, it's fun. Um, well, I just want to say from this point on, we should just say spoilers from here on out. It's time for spoilers. Sizzle. Sizzle. Yeah, so so the name of the podcast episode includes spoiler cast. So from here on out, spoilers for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Spoilers. All right. Okay. So um, I guess to talk about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, mm. we should go back to where it started with Thor, and Thor set up the cosmic universe for Marvel. The end. Then we move flash flash forward to 2014. And Guardians of the Galaxy, and James Gunn comes out with a completely unexpected film with a great cast, great chemistry, and it really does finally establish the MCU's cosmic aspects, the cosmic side of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. And I, re- and I, I thought it was fucking hilarious. I was not expecting it to have so many dick jokes, honestly, in it. I mean, he says, yeah, at one point, he says if you use like a, or you put a black light, to the walls inside his uh, uh, spaceship, it would look like a Jackson Pollock painting because he fucking comes everywhere. That's fucking that's, that's disgusting. Can we can we before we go further? Can we all agree we like the first one? Yes. Yeah. Well, so what are you guys like ratings for the first one? Uh, it's a, it's it's one of my favorite Marvel films. I think are it's we a doing five out of five? Yeah, one to five or zero to five? I'll, I'd say five out of five either way. But I just want to establish that we have more than four and five to give this movie. Yeah. Well, I think. Um, I, I think I gave it like a four out of five. I, I really liked it. Oh, that's a but, horrible um, rating from you. Yeah, for you, you give like fucking Anaconda five out of five. You gave Ghostbusters five out of five. The bad one that everyone oh hated. Oh, my did God. It. No, I didn't. I didn't give it, didn't give it five out one? of five. Four out of five? <laughs> I, uh, I think I give it three out of five, the more recent uh, Ghostbuster. And then, Go fuck um, yourself. That's unacceptable. <laughs> yeah, well, I can't help it. It's not that bad. <laughs> Your Ballard scale is awful. Yeah, I still haven't seen it actually. It's it's horrible. It's 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 eye rape. Okay, back to Guardians. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, four out of five for me for Guardians of the Galaxy, and um, I, I guess it just doesn't get that five out of five because I, it's something for me felt a little bit off. Something about it was just you know it was really really good, but just something was just it was not perfect for me. Um, I think some of it had to do with. Uh, uh, Nebula and Karen Gillian's character, the way she played it, I didn't really like it. And yeah, she's then, the weak link of all both movies. 
And I felt the entire Nova Corps felt really cheesy, like Halloween costume. Yeah, I just want to say you gave that movie a four out of five, but you gave Batman v Superman a five. If it, it, Batman v Superman is like a six out of five. Oh, I mean, that's God. that's that's a masterpiece. You're fucking delusional. <laughs> I might be, but I love. Those. I think you are. I give Batman v Superman seven bats on a scale of three to six Superman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay. so yeah. So I guess These, then going star ratings from Ballard's are, are, are meaningless. Let's, let's yeah. we can acknowledge that. You're right, Felk. So moving on, we sh- we're going to do a, a boy rating system, and I think we should just give our ratings, and then we can dive into it um, for Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I gave Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two four out of five boys. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we're doing stars then, or boys, because boys are totally different than stars because they're more <laughs> fabulous. Uh, I would give the first Guardians five out of five stars. I give this one three out of five, maybe four. I'll give it four out of five. Boys, the new this new one. Yeah, the new one, Guardians Two. I'll give four out of five. So uh, we can say we all really like the first one, and we can say that we mostly like the second one. Yes. Yep, and I can see I can see any argument for three out of five. I that nothing about three out of five actually seems ridiculous to me nor nor would a five out of five to me because a five out of five I, I actually can understand that as well for someone in this film i i, I needed to sit with me i need to watch it a second time uh at, at home i had a really bad uh, theater experience so that may have detracted from it um i really oh, can't, it definitely does i really can't give a movie a proper rating until i've watched it in, in the controlled environment of a home theater because uh this movie had a really hot model looking chick uh who looked like a Kardashian, basically. She might have been one of the lesser Kardashians, who was on her phone the entire movie on Instagram. She could not give a shit less about that movie or anyone behind her that she was blinding with her full light thing, and eventually she, eventually they kicked her out. Oh, Kaylee. I throw shit at them. I throw everything I got at them. Yeah. Someone whispered, another woman whispered cunt at her, uh, so that was kind of cool. Also, the movie was it was it was framed wrong too. <laughs> Fuck you, Lamley No Hope Seven. You fucking you framed it so that the bottom five percent of the movie was fucking projected on the fucking wall. And oh. I complained, and those fuckers didn't care. Oh, you should have walked out. Mm-hmm. You know, here's what I learned. So I learned with Star Wars: Revenge of the Sith that when I, it was opening night, the Friday night, Star Burbank, d- downtown Burbank, and I'm just you know excited, great screening, and that's a good theater. Like, I, you generally second, like the yeah, gr- Burbank. Second in line. For the line, like yeah. I'm, r- I'm right there. I'm gonna have prime seats. The Star Wars fucking blasts on and goes Star Wars, and then all of a sudden, all the house lights go on to 100% <gasps> brightness, and I can barely see the screen. And then the entire opening long take is like just completely like just uh, um, uh, I don't know what to say. It's Ouch. Like, it, yeah, they yeah, ruined it's, 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 you, it's whitewashed movie. by all the lighting in the room, and you can't see it. And so, and you're just listening to all this fucking audio around you, and everyone's like, "What the fuck is going on? Are they gonna fix this?" And I, I just realized at that point, I should have gotten up and walked the fuck out and not ruined the movie, because for me, uh, uh, Attack of the Clones is barely a worse film than Revenge of the Sith. No, that's Revenge of the Sith is is, is very good. I think in some ways better than Jedi. Definitely better than both Disney movies. Suck at Disney. 
and that could honestly be just the way I experienced it. That I, I fucking what? hated. That have you not watched so it again at home? I mean, no, I have, but it was ruined. But it was ruined. The original experience was ruined, and that could affect it. That could actually could affect it. <laughs> I guess get back to Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. So okay, so we all, you know, obviously we all kind of like it. So what do you guys think are the your some of your favorite points uh, about the movie? First twenty minutes was fucking hot, dude. First third of it was excellent. A great opening shot from Groot's perspective, which was fun, different. And then it went right into like a, a chase scene that was fun. You know, it was all, you know, it started off very hot, I thought. I didn't like the Groot opening at all, but it felt to me just like really? Disney marketing to me. Okay, yeah. so correct me if I'm, I'm maybe wrong, but these are the only MCU movies with opening credit sequences, right? With actual opening credit. I, I credit that to James Gunn, that he just comes from an old school uh, filmmaking where movies still had opening credits. But these are the only movies in the MCU that have like, dedicated opening credits incredible hulk has a dedicated opening credit yeah that's barely an mcu movie yeah incredible no, hulk does it, not even it, count absolutely it, william hurt is in not only incredible hulk he's in uh um civil war then it has uh, casting and storyline continuity but the, it's kind of the black sheep of the mcu because it's not them it's well, then, Paramount. if that were the case, then you would have to say... Par no, it's not Paramount. It's Universal. Universal. But if that were the same case, you would have to say then all of Iron Man films, the first Thor film and the first Captain America film and the first Avengers film are all no. Paramount. No, no because no, Kevin no, Feige no, no, produced no. those. He didn't produce Incredible Hulk. Yeah, he did. No, I don't think so. That's the one he didn't yeah, get he any did. involvement in. No, he produced it. He was fully involved in it. I just think because the actor is no longer associated with the role, I, it doesn't that's really why. count for yeah. me. That's, that's why it's the Black Sheep is because of Edward Norton. Like, they don't want you to think of him as Hulk. They want you to think of Marky Mark Ruffalo. So do you not like Iron Man uh, 1, then, because uh, Terrence Howard's replaced? No, because he's not the lead. He's not. It, it's, it's not Terrence Howard is War Machine. Nobody gave a fuck about his character until he was War Machine. And Don Cheadle's owned that role by now. And Mark Ruffalo's owned that role, too. I, don't, I didn't really like Terrence Howard as, as a roadie, but I also no. don't really like... Next uh, baby. <laughs> Uh, I don't really like Don Cheadle as Rhodey either. Next, next time, baby. <laughs> no, no, it's not baby. It. It's maybe. It's maybe. Yeah. Next maybe. time, maybe. Yeah. Next I think time, it's maybe. Just next time. I think it's no, just it's, next time. It's next time, maybe. Next time, maybe is a fucking horrible line. Okay. Well, he's grabbed like he's assaulted every female uh, actress on that fucking uh, show he's on. Yeah. So nobody likes Terrence Howard anymore. But people. And he still has a one-inch cock. Yeah. People still kind of like Edward Norton. So Ballard, Ballard did not like the opening. I was wondering how they were doing that the whole time. I was like, is this like all CG with a couple of shots yeah. thrown in? Yeah, here? probably. That's fully CGI. So what I found very interesting was uh, uh, to talk about the last Marvel film that was released in theaters, uh, Doctor Strange. I like Doctor Strange in theaters. Um, I think I gave it probably, honestly, walking out of the theater, I would have given it a four out of five. I rewatched it at home, and I, w I found it a slog to get through. So it's down to three out of five, because I did like it out of four out of five. I kind of gave it a two out of five with the second viewing, so I give it a three out of five. Um, I knew in theaters, it was like the opening 30 minutes was kind of hard to get through. As Doctor Strange? Yeah, I was like, oh, God, I don't really like Benedict Cumberbatch in this role. He's an asshole for the first 30 minutes but, of that movie. Yeah, they they, they push it a little a, too far. He's not a charming yeah. asshole. But once it becomes no. Doctor Strange, I was I was on board and it was getting better. Hmm? Well, so to my point, my point about Doctor Strange was when I found out eventually later on is that a lot of Benedict Cumberbatch's um, uh, astral plane stuff uh, is where it looks like it's just a slow motion of actual Benedict Cumberbatch. It's actually a fully CGI character that they created. And it looks perfect. And uh, and if you go as far to look back at Logan and um, and what they did with the stuntman facial replacements for that movie... Um, 
I think very likely that entire opening of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two was CGI, and that and and the, maybe like a few plates of like Gamora or Drax or Star or Lord. And honestly, I mean, if you if you look at that opening prologue, Kurt Russell looked incredible as young CGI Kurt Russell. Yeah, how many times have they done that? They did it on uh, Michael Douglas and Ant Man, right? And they did it on, on yep. Robert Downey Jr. in Civil War. There and now yep. and like same company, so probably similar, if not the same effects studio, did did Carrie Fisher. So like they 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 clearly somebody at a Disney has ownership or so, like there's a company that like their whole purpose is to de-age living actors. Although Carrie Fisher it's, was it's a different actor. look really good. Kurt Russell looked great. Do you think that was yeah. really Kurt though? Like they just de-aged him or you think that was like a different yeah, actor? Yeah, I, I think it's probably a mix of the two. I think the close-ups were probably really Kurt Russell and I think the wide shots were a, uh, a body double. Yeah. See, but the key thing is, is that with Kurt and Robert Downey Jr. and Michael Douglas, when they're saying like, Let's de-age him back to like when Robert Downey was 20 and, and so forth. Um, they have a ton of movies from that actor at that age. These are all people who were in movies at the age that they are acting with their, that they're de-aging them to. So they have like all these reference points. So if you get like yeah. a 60 year old who just started making movies or something, you can't really do that. I think they need I think they need the idea that the person like already has all these 35 millimeter prints with their face like moving around saying probably the exact same words. Sure. Maybe so, but I would have to argue then that that Grand Moff Tarkin proved that wrong in Rogue Squadron. Grand Moff Tarkin looks like fucking shit compared yeah, to Yeah, and they had and they had a I mean they had a complete um mold of his face that was done for the movie Top Secret cuz he has a giant eye and Top Guys, Secret is a joke. I know Ballard, you just watched the uh, New Hope recently, but I watched clips of it on the 4th as well and there were shots in there where I thought he was CGI because like he looks fucking terrible. Like he was like a dying person in New Hope. <laughs> really, I, I didn't think he looked that bad in New Hope. I, but I did. I did think that like there's things about it that I, I noticed. thought I was like, watching he, a fucking corpse. He is. He does. He does look very old in it. Yeah. You see does. him at the yeah. at the end of Revenge of the Sith, though, don't you? And I don't think I don't know if that's CGI or a different actor, but it looks real. Um, that's fully CGI. If I'm not mistaken because there's a whole uh, storyline. At ILM and Lucasfilm about how they spent forever trying to get his legs right. Yeah, he, walk he walks and weird. how he stood. Right, and He's that's a big that? deal. I don't remember yeah, that part. At the, the very, very end, end, the final shot when they're looking at the Death Star being built, and the reason um, it's a big deal that they try to get his legs right is because they quote unquote said that they never showed his legs ever on, in A New Hope on film, so they were making <laughs> his legs up from scratch, and that's total bullshit, too, because if you go and watch A New Hope, there are scenes where he's fucking clearly sees legs. Also, a kid, <laughs> they just get some other actor's fucking legs. It, the problem was, for some reason, it's hard to get legs right. Like, the, the t yeah. I remember, like, like Titanic, that's 97, that fucking one guy is walking up to the captain, he's walking like, like he's full-on marching, moving his arms, he looks, he's the fakest thing in that entire movie. Right, because see, they're walking on zeros and ones and whatnot, right? Or they're, or you know, because they're fully digital characters. And then, like, meanwhile, a real actor is walking on a fucking shitty soundstage, right? With like a shitty stage that looks great and it'll be like decorated to look awesome and lit to look great. But like, it's creaky, and so when they step, there's like give to the floor. So like, people walk a lot differently, and we and we notice it. We notice the impact on their spine, the impact on their legs when they walk. 
and it's the same way we move our lips and it's the it's there's this uh chaoticness to it there's no actual rhythm rhythm really to it and so when you see a cgi character do it there's rhythm to it because they have to do it's the how it's how the artist is working and it, they can't really do just do chaos because that would be fucking painstaking i think the cgi of yeah. guardians of the galaxy volume 2 it was great in the film except for one character i thought he looked like shit the whole movie who I thought Groot looked like a fucking CGI character. The wood, didn't, the wood did not look like wood to me. It looked weird. Uh, it just looked like a toy to me. Like yeah. you know, it was a it was a kid thing. Right. I, I, and it I, I never like was plastic. looking at. I don't have any reference for what a tiny little wooden man would look yeah. like looking around. I, th- I thought but, it was no, fine. no. Okay, think of Groot. Think of Groot from Volume One. He's right? fine. Now think of now think of like how plastic he looked as Baby well, Groot. I, I thought he looked like plastic. They made him look more Disneyish by giving him bigger eyes and like yeah. Yeah, but, but his wood was not wood. It was like shiny yeah. plastic all of a sudden. And I, I like will him. say the special effects were like phenomenal. Like all the plates were amazing. Like anytime yeah. two actors were on a different planet and like, you know, clearly, you know, they're just on a green screen, but like it looked good. Yeah, it did. Yeah, it really did look good. Um, I thought the CGI was fucking incredible in this movie. And I thought the story was really good, too. And I liked the, I thought the characters were great. I thought they were able to make the characters really entertaining again. One of the things I really liked about it is how they made Star-Lord into Super Star-Lord. And he had all these powers, but then they were able to, in a very, like, um, uh, organic way, remove his powers so he's not moving into every other film from this point on with all his incredible godlike power. Yeah, he I thought wa- that was really he, he, well done. He did lose his powers completely by the end, right? When they blow up the Yeah, planet? when his yes. dad dies, yes. when, the, when, the, when the planet's destroyed, he loses it, all of that shit. He had the power as long as his dad slash the planet was alive. That was good. I don't really want him to have powers. Like, that, that, that would have been... Uh, there was a lot of times where the movie was veering in directions where I'm like, oh, no, don't do that. That's bad. And then it immediately took it away. And I was like, well, that's that's good. It did the right thing. It's just kind of for me, the entire movie could be summarized as like I didn't like the core idea, but I love the execution. So like when he was being hypnotized or Chris Pratt was Star Lord was being hypnotized. I, I was like, oh, God, now we're going to have an evil Star Lord for the next 30 minutes. Boom. Immediately they undid it. And I was like, OK, sure. I got you. <clears throat> yeah, he played with the uh, your expectations yes. on like uh, cliches and stuff like yes, that. Yeah, very much. Yeah, which and was great. I thought the also this one was like much more. Uh, the first one was funny, but this one was like really trying to get jokes. Yeah, it was. Well, because there's it, a it, much darker storyline. It's about a guy killing his father. Yeah, but yeah. I thought I thought it was almost too funny like yes like i felt like they threw too many jokes at me and hoped for most of them to stick now how about this dr strange threw a lot of jokes at me and like two stuck <laughs> like yeah. like seriously like only two of them i was like there's one do- joke in dr strange where he's trying to go for axes instead there's like this jail and the jail's like you know or this like jail like a uh, bodysuit jail and and the 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 cape is all like no grab this bodysuit and he's like yeah. no i want the axes and he just sits there and he just runs for a second and the music just is like and you're like what the fuck is going yeah, on so that was a funny joke for a second but then they took they were like it was like a one second funny joke and they're like let's get 20 out of it I'm like nah, yeah meanwhile yep. the villain is like just like five steps away off frame like could do anything and he's just yeah. not for some yeah, doc- reason doctor strange sits sits shits doctor Stain. I can't talk. <laughs> Doctor Strange sits right above Thor 2, Dark World, for me. Okay, you're, you're exhibiting one of the four signs of having a stroke right now. <laughs> Are you okay? <laughs> I think so. Your smile looks normal. <laughs> it's just Thor 2 can put me into cardiac arrest. Well, okay, I don't want to like get too Thor much into this, but real quickly, okay, everybody list your worst Marvel film. Thor 2. MCU film. Thor 2. Thor 2. 
See, for me, it's actually uh, Iron Man 2. Okay, wow. that's that, yeah no I, I think they're those are both like they're they're down there they're both down there and I think it goes for me it goes Iron Man 2 Thor 2 Captain America the first Avenger the problem for me with Thor like saying Thor 2 is the worst is because while I, I really hate Thor 2 um I, I and I really don't like Iron Man 2 either I love the first Iron Man and I really like the third Iron Man whereas with the first Thor I'm pretty ambivalent about it and I don't really like Thor as a character that much in the Avengers so it's like uh, Thor two has so much working against it, and it, it's just it's just there. It's not a bad movie. It's just a nothing movie. I agree with Silk. Right, and it didn't. Um, some some director bailed on it, and when she left it, uh, Alan Alan Taylor had to pick up the the movie like with minutes left to like essentially work on it, just the same way uh, Brett Ratner did when he, Brian. Singer. Is that what happened? Wasn't it Patty Jenkins from Wonder Woman? Wasn't she the first director attached? It was. That's so fucking great. So, okay, so think of that. It's Wonder Woman coming out, and this is Patty Jenkins who couldn't even do Thor the Dark World, and if she did, based on what we saw, it would have been shit. Well, yeah, no, she couldn't. That, that's like saying uh, Simon Pegg couldn't even do Iron uh, Ant-Man. Like, it's not that Simon Pegg couldn't make an awesome Ant-Man, it's that he didn't want to fucking deal with uh, Kevin Feige's dick up his ass, which is what you have to put up with right. when well, you're making these some movies. Of it is, that, wasn't, is that why Edgar... No, because it wasn't... It's not necessarily get... Kevin Feige. It's a lot of it was... Oh, I said, I just say Simon Pegg, I meant Edgar Wright, sorry. Edgar Wright, yeah, it was Edgar Wright. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what? Edgar um, Wright, yeah. But uh, a lot of it's Ike Perlmutter, the, uh, who's no longer involved in the Marvel uh, movies. Yeah, but Kevin Kevin Feige can can kind of be a dick too. I just think he was he's the the lesser of two evils and that Ike is definitely the worst. Ike Perlmutter deserves honestly his own show as the show topic because it's crazy. Like there's there's like before recently the only photo of the guy was back from like 1989 yeah. and it was like from some random like like d- dinner he went to. He beat Joss Whedon unconscious with his dick. He did. Yeah, that's a that's a well-known story. Well, back to uh, back to Guardians of the Galaxy, then Volume Two. Um, did you guys think? Did you guys think that Yondu's sacrifice at the end when, when Yondu died? No. Did you like? Did that work for you guys? Because it and like because like I, I saw online people being like, I t- I cried. I was like, I didn't. It, I, it did not work for me. I was just like, okay, whatever. He's dying. I guess he doesn't have to die, but I guess he's dying. Uh, that was the low point of the movie for me. I think it worked about as much as Diablo's sacrifice at the end of Suicide Squad. <laughs> it, was oh, a, it was a force plot device. Um, I was okay with it. I, I, I mean, I didn't cry or anything, but uh, it was fine. Did a heart? Did you get like any heartwarmingness? Have you ever cried from a movie? Um, yeah. Me? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah Ballard. I know you have. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm indifferent to Yondu dying. I, I feel like I, I wanted to keep him around, um, mm-hmm. but he also is like the sixth character out of you know the sixth best character out of the six. Yeah, I kind of just didn't really. Yeah, I just I. I like Michael Rooker, but I just didn't feel any ever connect any connection to that character ever. So I was like, no big deal. And then when he starts to die, I was like, okay, I guess. But when he killed like a hundred people in that scene, like it was going a little overboard for me. I was like, okay, we can wrap this up. Like this doesn't. I don't need to see him killing like hundreds of people. Totally, absolutely. That yeah. was weird. That was that. Did that not strike you as a, the whole? Yuck- that was weird. It, it was an overlong massacre yeah. of a scene. And it was it was that that's the first time I think in any Marvel MCU movie where we've had like good characters mass murdering people with like a fun mentality to it. Yeah, maybe yeah, I guess. I mean yeah. I guess kind of in the first Iron Man he does take out a bunch of people uh but but they're terrorists and it's like well, five I mean, of them. Thor Thor is like literally like woohoo 
Gru and Jotunheim in the beginning of Thor and like just killing all the ice giants. Yeah, but those even, are ice like, giants. Flies right through that. They're people. They're people on that planet. Not, they are the sentient beings on that planet. Nah, not to human. Human beings are are, are really xenophobic. They're, like I'm talking about actual like real human beings. Not like as soon as you those make aren't, them. Those aren't real human beings. Those are ravagers. I well, guess. the thing is, I think they justified it by showing that they were killing all the innocent crew members, but then it just went <laughs> overboard when you kill like a hundred dudes. Yeah. And the music choice was a little like it was. Because they, they made a point of it where, where uh, Rocket asks, like, you have any clones of Chris Pat's music, of Star Wars music, which is kind of weird because, right. like, if you can clone it, then what does it really matter that the tape was destroyed is a major plot point, but whatever. Um, just, like, they, they made a point of, like, let's play some fun music. And I'm like, okay, cool, fun sequence. Oh, a lot of people are dying. Like, yeah. Yeah. at once. Speaking of, speaking of the music in this one, I didn't feel like it was nearly as strong as the first one but no. by any means. I liked the music choices in it, but one of the things I felt was that like it was all too on the nose because I just I just watched before uh, seeing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Guardians oh, of the Galaxy, and one of the things was, I thought it was so on the nose that a character spoke lyrics from the song. I no, not that. I actually like that. Okay. I really like that. Which part are you talking uh, about? The, the brandy. Uh, Kurt, the, oh uh, yeah, that Russell, was yeah, that. I didn't like brandy. that. I did not like that actually. I I like that, but for me, what it was what 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 an issue I had with it was that there were scenes in Guardians of the Galaxy where they went and decided to go with like the score for a dramatic sequence because it was more poignant to oh, what was yeah, going on. Yeah. And it in was... this movie, Volume Two, they went and did like a pop song, like they did I think Chain on Fleetwood Mac for the mm -hmm. second time in the film when it should have been a score track. Correct. And it was like it was like whoa, wait, they're playing the Chain again? Like what? I What's agree going that that was here? a bad choice. Is this the first movie? It was playing like the Avengers theme was like the score of this movie, right? No, this no, the, no I think it's just very theme. close. The, yeah, Guardians the Guardians theme, theme is very similar to the Avengers. Theme. Oh, okay. okay, and that's on purpose because they, as far as Marvel's concerned right now, Guardians of the Galaxy is the sp is the cosmic Avengers. Yes. So it, it can the group can change, it can modify, people it can sounds leave, just come back. Like it. And Tyler Bates has it said is. that the uh, Avengers score was used as the temp score for Guardians. And it, it was kind of, it's pretty obvious that, like, they, he was just trying to change it just enough so it's technically different. Tyler Bates is yeah. kind of a not good. For those who, who don't know, Tyler Bates is the guy who, uh, the only major musical composer who's ever apologized for just straight up reusing someone else's music. He did the score for 300, and he used a uh, score from the movie uh, Titus. Uh, and, and just straight up the main theme that like when uh, Leonidas becomes a king or at, like in the opening of 300 is just straight up a fucking track from the movie Titus. Zack Snyder's famous for that, though. He just he just takes other music tracks, puts it down as a temp. And then this, the guy who does the score copies it. Yeah. And he's worked with Tyler Bates before, too. So. Yeah, he did. three. Yeah. Three hundred. Uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah um, he did. He did uh, Dawn of the Dead, too. And then he dropped his ass. Got we got the Hans Zimmer. Yeah, yeah. Well, you, you keep Hans when you get Hans, right? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, then I guess uh, for the most part, for me, is there any other? I mean, that's all I have to talk about this movie. Um. I liked Kurt Russell as a villain. Um. I guess the only thing I would, I, I guess I can talk about more about it, and I'll just bring this up real quick, and then we can move on to what you guys have to say. Um. Whatever else you guys have to say is. Um. I thought Kurt Russell. A lot of the complaints about this villain as ego is that he's wasted. Online and they feel that he one of the things that he was wasted about is that they kill him, so he can't come back in any way. And nah. I, I I don't give a fuck about that. That's like good. I'm fine with a villain. I'm okay with a villain. See, I don't feel like f even though film is going down this path of being more like television, be more serial, 
rather than, you know, individual films. Like, I'm still okay with the idea of like, oh yeah, we don't want to have this back catalog of vi villains that can essentially come at any time and why, and you could always have the thought process, why aren't this, why isn't this villain destroying this, doing this right now? Why isn't this villain doing this or this right now? And I'm okay with them killing villains off. I was okay. Batman killed the Joker at the end of the 89 Batman. I love that the Joker died. Yeah. You know, I love that they killed the penguin. You know, like I like that shit. Movies should be one-offs. Yeah, or, or at least th I th thought that no, way. No, bring and back I, and Loki for every movie. Loki should well, be the villain the of every Marvel movie. Well, Loki, is, there's a theory that Loki actually might be the hero of everything in the end. But the, I, what I think is interesting is that, <laughs> as one-offs, is that Kevin Feige is a real... Uh, where, do you, where, do you get, where do you get these theories from? Can you tell me where you, <laughs> he loves these theories. I can't tell how many times uh, you said, I, there's a theory, and I'm like, there's a Thanos from theory. where? There's a great Thanos theory. Dark great web. Thanos theory that you should hear about. <laughs> um, I can, I'll go over that in a second. But uh, So I'll, I'll tell you the Loki theory real quick if you want. But what I'll just say is... Do, so the, but also cite is, your source. Internet websites, I can't remember. One guy on Reddit. Yeah, is it one? Like, if it's like there's a Collider article, then I'm like, okay. No, 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 Felk, Felk, Felk. Well, yeah, it may have been in a Collider article a long time ago, but like this was, um, this is not like, like this is no, Reddit. This is, this is, no, Felk, this is not Felk. This is not a theory that's based around the con. This is like a Star Wars theory that people come up with. Like, who's the Jedi in Return of the Jedi? Is it Luke or is it Vader? Is Vader coming back to the Jedi Force at the end before when he kills the Emperor, or is the Jedi actually Luke? Luke? It's well, it's Luke. the answer Luke. is. Luke, but you can argue that Jedi could be Vader, the Return of the Jedi. The answer is Luke because George has said flat out it's Luke. Just like the, like um, uh, Ryan uh, uh, Johnson has flat out oh. said, no, <laughs> Ryan Gosling, Brian, Brian Gosling, Brian Gosling, uh, that Ryan Johnson has said uh, that for the Last Jedi, the Last Jedi currently, as far as he's concerned, stands for Luke. Like it yeah. means Luke. Now it doesn't matter that, that it now. may have been translated. Plurally in other countries for other yeah. languages. Yeah, no, it he is. It is plurally. It's, it's, los, it's los Jedi's, right? But but still, the directors flat out said it's Luke. I'm only referring to Luke, and he says that the direct hint to that is in the crawl for Episode Seven, where it says the Last Jedi, Luke Skywalker. You know. Mm. So, anyways, oh, fuck. whatever. So my point back to so the point about Loki <laughs> is. That or no, or my point about Kevin Feige was that Kevin Feige is wants to make these as one-offs, and so that's clear when you get something like Ego being killed off, and I think that's fine. Yeah, we, we don't we don't want Kurt Russell coming back as his villain no. character because it's, it's it's he's too expensive anyways. They're not gonna get Kurt Russell to come back for multiple films. Like they're not gonna get Robert Redford back for multiple films. So obviously the character's being killed off by the end of the movie. I was thinking today, how the fuck did Robert Redford die in Winter Soldier? Uh, he he got shot by uh, Nick Fury, right? I think so. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was thinking that Samuel Jackson did it. Exactly. Yeah, I think, it was, I think it was him. Anyway. Uh, I believe that character's name is Mace Windu. Mace Windu, yeah. So the, so the Loki theory is that, um, just real fast, is that <laughs> the idea is that he's, he set up all this shit, in front, uh, plans in motion, and he set up Thor on purpose because he knew Thor would be a hothead and would throw, get him thrown to Earth, oh, which okay. would eventually allow him to do all this shit. And then he'd get into the Chitari, and then he could help to kill off the Chitari army by dragging him to Earth to get killed by the Avengers, knowing that they would do that and all this other shit, bringing the Mind Stone you know, to Earth as well as, you know, combining or uh, the Space Stone, bringing it back to Asgard. So all, there's all these theories that Loki's doing all this shit in some form or fashion. To, to defeat save Thanos. The to, to defeat Thanos, yeah. Right, I think it's bullshit. Maybe. There's a, there, are this, there are these fan theories, right? I'm not saying that necessarily these are legit things that, like, Frosty on Collider, you know, <laughs> is actually, is actually, like, you know, said that Kevin Feige said this theory. They're like, it's like a theory that, like, the, um, Drew Stan McQueenie Lee says. So I guess we might as well get into Easter eggs. So uh, there's a theory that Stan Lee's always been the watcher uh, Uatu, 
And nope. that's and and that's not campy because he's that character's owned by Fox, literally owned by Fox. That character is, but no one cares they, about them. They set that up though in this movie, right? They show Stanley with the with the Watchers, so it's like the yep. idea is that okay, he's like somehow maybe connected to the Watchers. But no one cares about them because they never make a Watchers movie. No, oh, no, no. The Watchers won't, uh, don't deserve their own movie. They're not a Watcher. They're yeah. not. They're not a brand. There's not no. even a comic to behind their name. They're yeah, just, they're they're just trick. and that's that. That's I think the only time we'll yeah. ever see the Watchers again. Same as like we're only going to see Howard the Duck as a minute long, or not even a minute, like five seconds in each Guardians movie. Yeah. And does anyone think we're? Does anyone think we're going to see that Sylvester Stallone movie? I don't think so. He's too old. No. No, but the idea is that maybe he comes back in the third volume. That I'd buy. That'd be fine. That that's what they should do. They should not give that that, that whole group, team at the movie. end. Yeah, yeah that's they should the not give that Guardians. Group, yeah. That, so that's the original Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. right? So that idea is that that team will be in, integrated in the third volume. And I'm fine with that. The 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 one so, that looks like a lobster, the red one that looks like a lobster, apparently is the one that's like comes after Doctor Strange as the Sorcerer Supreme. He's like a magician, and he, he becomes Sorcerer Supreme after Doctor Strange has to retire yeah. or get killed. So there's like those right. characters mean something, but that's you're getting a little deep there. They are. I, th- I think they're just. I think a lot of that comes down to is that Marvel has no idea what Phase Four is really going to be. I think they have a lot of random ideas, and they have a lot of potential paths they can follow. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is like, hey, we can set up this guy to do this. Who knows? He brought Vision and Scarlet Witch into the same movie, and now they're fucking in Avengers Infinity War. Yeah. After the fourth Avengers, whatever, I mean, I think you call it quits, and you say, we had a fucking great run. <laughs> what, what else you get? There's else no end to this. The, the one thing that yeah. they do not have a plan for is how to stop making these movies and just be like, okay, I guess we're done making money. There is no end. There is, there is only a... Um, this is how far we have it planned out from from now with yeah. a vague in, uh, idea of what comes after. They're, it's just like Star Wars. Once you throw all 30 characters on screen and have them fight the main villain, like what do you do from there? Exactly. That is, that's a, that is a big issue. And, and I think what's interesting is um, I think by this point in uh, other phases, we had a, great, a better idea going forward, if I'm not mistaken, of uh, what the next phase would look like. Even films that may or may not happen, like Inhumans was announced in phase three. It's no longer going to be in phase three at all. So um, it is interesting that we haven't heard anything about phase four other than Spider-Man Homecoming 2 and um, that, Guardians right? of the Galaxy. Vol- no, no, it's not titled. That's a working title. And, and Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which that is apparently going to be the actual title of the film. Well, yeah, so, that, that I buy. Uh- so I don't... I, well, I really do wonder this, though, actually, about Phase 4, to go off the title conversation just real quick. So I think I don't think the movies moving forward are going to be like... There's no Doctor Strange movie lined up for some reason. Like, why? Why is there no sequel lined up? They oh, already really? had Ant-Man... Yeah, they already had Ant-Man sequel lined up at this by this point. I think this is why. I think Phase 4, with the exception of Guardians of the Galaxy, and for the exception of Spider-Man, because that's Sony, I think in every other Spider-Man film from that point on, it will always be Spider-Man because it's Sony. It'll be Spider-Man dot dot, you know, colon, whatever. Um, but I think Marvel's moving to a different place where they're just going to release... What they would have done is they just would have released a film called Civil War, not Captain America Civil War. They would have released a film called The Dark World. They would have released a film called, you know, Age of Ultron. They would have released a film called... Sure, so you, just gonna, you know, they're going to release event films. Right, and just or just release movies because I, I think moving forward... They're not going to base them around IPs because what they find, right. I think what they realize is these IPs come with contracts. And if we move on from film to film this point on, just being an event, whatever that, or, or, or a storyline, then gotcha. we don't have to pay. 
That's fine, too. Isn't there a legal reason why it's Captain America Civil War? Because uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s contract includes for Iron Man movies and Avengers movies. But when they figured out that they, well, what about having him in a Captain America movie? There's no pre-existing contract for that, so they could go back and negotiate again. And that's, like, that's the key, is that, like, they can, they learn their lesson with, like, getting characters, uh, getting actors uh, and having their, their uh, value balloon because they're associated with the character and now they're, they're getting Robert smarter. got his cake and ate it too. I got, he got everything. That, that, that guy is uh, fucking so rich uh, and based solely around a character. We don't have movie stars anymore. Tom Cruise is always playing Tom Cruise, but Robert Downey Jr.'s value is as Tony Stark and it's a weird mm-hmm. new age I don't give a shit, no, no shits about Daisy Ridley, but I, I mean, people care about Ray, but nobody cares about yeah. Daisy Ridley. That's true. Yeah. And yeah. No one will go see Daisy Ridley in another movie, but they will go see. Sorry, the Orient, next Star Wars Murder on the Ray Orient Day. Express. You're going to suck. Hey, you could have yep. said the same about Mark Hamill, though, back in 1980. And that would have been true. very true. Nobody fucking ever saw yeah. it. What's your, what's your favorite non-Star Wars Mark Hamill movie that's not a fucking animated movie? Don't have one. Exactly. <laughs> you could say, yeah. I guess you could say, uh, uh, Mask of the Phantom? No, it's good. Jay, uh, Jay and Silent Bob strike back, but that's he's playing Mark Hamill. Cockknocker! I love Cockknocker. Anyway, yep. my final thoughts on the movie was I got what I wanted. I wanted to see the Guardians again. I wanted to have a good time. I wanted humor. I wanted jokes. And I got that, essentially. Maybe the story is not the strongest thing, no. but it, it did the job for me. I like that it wasn't yeah. trying to be uh, the so like Men in Black Two is probably one of the worst sci-fi sequels of all time because it's just like let's just do the first one again. This one was actually trying to be a very different movie, and I appreciated that. I kind of went in expecting it to not be as good as the first one, and I I got that. I got a movie that was still good that couldn't replicate the the charm of the original, but didn't fail as a movie because it didn't try to replicate what the original was. It tried to do its own thing. It's very much Empire. If you think of Guardians of Star Wars, this movie, what, like, what were, the, were the parallels? The main character like finds out who his dad is, and it turns out his dad's an asshole, and he has to fight his dad. The, the bulk of the, the middle part of the movie, the, the group, the core group, is separated. Uh, it's like there's, there's a lot of weird little parallels. Like, mainly it's those two, but there's oh, and, <laughs> and, and, and like a little bit of Jedi at the end with, with uh, Yondu, you know, guy burying his other kind of father. Uh, there, there was a little bit of, of, but it was mostly like the separating the characters and then the the son versus dad stuff that kind of made me think of of empire just in the fact that it's obviously a space you know adventure movie which immediately brings star wars to mind in the first place and empire is fucking amazing because it doesn't try to do the exact same thing that star wars does yep. jedi does which makes me hope that that guardians volume three won't just be now we got to save a planet from from uh Ronan the Accuser again. He's back. They rebuilt him. No, it won't be that. It won't be that. So I guess for me, I mean, kind of going off of that point, I guess what I really wanted out of this movie was just an entertaining ride, uh, bringing back the characters that I enjoyed, and setting me up uh, for, you know, more films. I was interested in seeing how they would do that. Like, not necessarily catering the whole plot in the movie to more films, but telling me, like, give me an idea of, like, where's, where's the cosmic universe of Marvel going, and I thought it was interesting that, I thought it was interesting the way they set up that, um, that clearly, you know, Gamora and Nebula are going to be hunting for Thanos, at least Nebula is, and you can imagine Gamora's probably going to chase her. Uh, I liked how they showed Groot growing up in the end credits, so that way you can, we're going to clearly have an older Groot 
for Avengers Infinity War because they did say that this movie took place months after the last Guardians film and Avengers Infinity War takes place four years after the last Guardians film. So Groot will be four years older and however larger that he is, he's clearly already growing a lot in this time. Yes, this this was actually was kind of weird because this was taking place in 2014. I noticed that. Yes. Because it says 34 years later and he's 34 in the first one. So I'm like, oh, so he hasn't aged. Which actually is weird that it doesn't make sense that Stanley says, "Remember this time I was also a FedEx guy." And it's like, wait, Stanley, you haven't done that yet because you're not a FedEx guy. No, he's that character is existing outside of time and space anyway, so I think it's okay. Which one was the FedEx guy in Civil War? That's true because he shows up in uh, Captain America: First Avenger in um, during a medal pinning ceremony in 1944 or whatever. I so can't believe right. you guys know all this fucking Stanley cameos. Like, it well, matters. Stan Lee is also had cameos in, in like three other like legally distinct universes because he's in the Spider-Man movies, he's in the Amazing Spider-Man movies, and he's in the X-Men movies. Do you and guys like, get excited about his cameos? I do. I, I look forward to him at this point. Yeah, I like when I see him. Yeah, I don't give a fuck. What's the, first one? What's the first one? What's the first one? The first X-Men. X-Men. Yep. Is an X-Men one? Yep. Yeah, he's, yeah he's, he's getting a hot dog on the beach. Yeah, when you see the, the, the senator, uh, Kelly, uh, as a blob. Yeah, it comes out of the ocean. I, I, th- I, I personally find them super distracting. You know, they, they take me out of the movie, but I like it at this point. At this point, I look forward to it. The first one that was distracting for me was Last Stand, because he's like... He's looking at his hose and his garden Ooh. hose is like going up in the air. He's like, whoa, I'm Stan Lee. And then the other Viagra. One, yeah, uh, <laughs> and then Incredible Hulk was uh, distracting because he was actually involved in the plot and he dies. No, he doesn't die. Yeah, he, he does. He gets, gets, a, he gets a, a hard on or whatever. No, they don't he, say die. He gets gamma he gets radiation and he, di- and he goes, whoa. And he, later they say he died. They no, they never say. They actually never say he died. You got to rewatch the Incredible Hulk. That man died. I have, I have, I, I watch it every year. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was the only one that watches it yearly. That can't be true. Um, okay, I, I, I think so it I've, is. I've got, so just kind of uh, going forward with the MCU in general, I was curious. Uh, it is interesting that they bring in the Celestials into it because those are essentially God characters. So now we have Ego, we have Eternity, which Star Lord mentioned when he dad touched him. Grandmaster and the Collector are brothers. Uh, Grandmaster is uh, Jeff Goldblum and Thor, who showed up in the credits for this one. That was weird. I wonder if there was a deleted scene or maybe a... a Kevin Feige said they had a lot of extra footage of Jeff Goldblum dancing. That's it. And then um, Nowhere, the head of Nowhere, that's actually Celestial. And um, the giant in uh, the Infinity Stone flashback in uh, in the Collector's um, Museum is a Celestial. Isn't Galactus a a Celestial too? I think he is, yeah. But but we can't... yeah, he's owned, as far as we know, but a lot of people are speculating that that Fantastic Four may have been secretly bought by Marvel or brought, came back home to Marvel mm. um, because they're saying lots of hints have been dropped in the last few years in Marvel films that they're very likely could be either skirting the legal uh, part of uh, using Fox uh, content or... These are those sources they- again. These are the these are all this, these sources are like Variety and like Hollywood Reporter. I don't give a fuck. Fantastic Four is gay. It's all fucking shit. All right, like, well, this is Guardian. So, um, and then the, yeah. and so that's interesting. I do, I do like the Celestials being used, and and Kree is obviously part of the Fantastic Four thing. But um, I'm curious for you guys, where do you guys think the Avengers are going to meet the Guardians? Do you think it's going to be in Earth or space? Do you think the Avengers are going to leave Earth in the first Infinity War film, or do you think the Guardians mm. come to Earth? Guardians to warn come them? to Earth. See, I don't think so. I think it's going to be Avengers leaving Earth and b- bumping into them in space. Uh, I feel like well they're setting up because obviously two two Avengers how many Avengers are there officially uh, two ten two more 
Oh, you mean characters in in on the, in the team? Yeah, ten, right? Oh man, I don't, I, I, dude, I don't, I don't All even right, know. Well, who Thor's Thor's go, Thor's now gone to space, and and I think and, technically there's two there's two teams. Technically, there's yeah. the Secret Avengers and there's the New Avengers. Yeah. So well, all right. Well, at least two Thor and now Incredible Hulk have gone to space. Uh, right. Iron Man's he's gone up high. But not space. I, I feel like getting all the Avengers to space would be like a weird stretch. Getting all the Guardians to go to Earth, that, that'd be fine. I think they're going to come to Earth. And the fact that Earth plays a little bit more prominently into this one uh, kind of sets up to remind you that Earth's still there in the Guardians universe. Guardians Star Wars is going to have to come home. I love how that that, that scene, it was, it was never explained during uh, Everett... Um, uh, fucking uh, General Ross's um, speech on the Avengers when he's like, shit that's gone bad on Earth. And it's like, oh yeah, we forgot about, you know, random uh, fucking whatever it was, Portland, Oregon that got attacked or Missouri that got attacked. Like, they never mentioned that fucking thing. That happened what in was that? 14. Remember the ball, the, the, the blob at the end of Guardians of Volume 2 that attacks all the different planets? Oh, yeah. Well, that happens in 2014. And in 2016, when uh, General Ross is showing the Avengers all the different shit that's happened on Earth, they don't even mention this thing. I think that was done poorly because I already forgot about it. Like, I don't think that that references to. Yeah, I think they didn't need the blob. I don't think they need they to establish need that. that the Guardians were saving the universe or different planets of the universe. I think they didn't need to establish that at yeah. all. I think they should have established that with some other way, whether it be yeah, like a ticking time no. bomb on. Well, there literally was a ticking time bomb, but like some other type of thing that was happening on the planet that was a. Um, uh, uh, that was the uh, like a metaphor for yeah. what could happen to the universe. I think the reason it. why they kept cutting to Earth and using Earth in there, even though it kind of doesn't make sense that anyone in any of the other Marvel movies has ever mentioned the fact that there was a weird plant almost eating the planet, uh, is because they were trying to remind you, the viewer, that in the Guardians world, this isn't Star Wars. Earth is there. Earth is still a big part of yeah. it. They kept reminding you that the Star Lord's from Earth. That his dad went they to Earth. They showed Star Lord's grandpa. They, they made, showed Star Lord's grandpa in the in that shot. Yeah, too. they they make it clear that he has ties to Earth and that that the world is tied to Earth. And I think that's because they're yeah. showing up next in Infinity War, and then they're gonna they're gonna be talking to Earth people. So they want to. I, I think that was kind of grounding it back to Earth to to remind you that this does take place in in, in a in a world where Earth is. Very much still a planet in, in matters, and, and that's going to help with the next Thor. One of the final things I have to say about this movie um, is the Zune. I just found that is such a fucking cheap move to be able to bring in any other music he wants. What do you guys think that, that Zune's going to bring? Do you think it's going to bring like only modern shit, or do you think he's going to like still kind of be able to sit classical and go like 80s, 70s, or I, is it going to be like all of a sudden 2015? I think it was just a joke. Yeah, I thought it was a joke. No, like that's going to be, I guarantee you, that will be the, the soundtrack. Whatever is quote-unquote on the Zune will be the soundtrack of Guardians 3. Sure, but I didn't, I didn't look much further than a joke. It was like, oh, here's like a space-age thing from Earth, and it's a fucking Zune, which has already like been gone for 10 years. I think the, the, where they say they found it is where we're going to have Thor end up in uh, the, the next Thor film, because it's a trash planet he ends up in. Yeah, some, like, I think wormhole. you're right about that, actually. Um, but yeah, I, I, I really hope they... One of the things I like about Guardians is is that it was this, the look of of sci-fi, but like really well lived in sci-fi, and then it had these great seventies, late seventies, early eighties show, um, um, uh, uh, pop songs. Show and I really like that about it. Yeah, show tins. I really like that about it. So for me, it, I I just really hope we don't go like a weird route, you know, like a different 
I, I feel like just going to like '90s would be weird to me. Speaking of that, honestly. Fleetwood Mac's uh, song at the end of Guardians Two was like one of the only songs I thought like worked really well. It was fucking hard. It was. It, it yeah. was weird to hear it a second time in the movie, and having also that same song be predominantly used in a trailer. But it was. Uh, it was very weird for me to hear it again. But it, I thought when I heard it the second time, I thought to myself, "This is the time you should have used it. You should have not used it earlier." I don't even remember the first time. I forget what it was exactly. I have to see the movie again, but it was, there was, Felt, do you remember mm. the first time Chain was used? No. I, I, I remember Brandy and I remember Fleetwood Mac. I don't remember a single other song in the movie. Um, okay. Um, all righty. Well, then I guess that's it. Felt, do you have anything else you need to say or you want to say about Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3? Okay. Actually, the one other final thought, I guess it would be, is that um, this one was very much clearly made at the budget and at the caliber and thus the expectations of every other MCU. I, I'm guessing it was like a 140, 150 million dollar movie. And and 200, 200 dollar million movie and it's already made 427 plus million already at this point. Just based on the goodwill of the first one and the fact that the trailers were pretty interesting, it's it's certainly going to make its money back. But with the first one, I feel like the first one was always made as as kind of like a uh, an exploratory like what can we get away with? Like isn't there like a, a quote where like uh, Joss Whedon was talking about how Kevin Feige uh, was talking to him about the, you know, phase four when they were doing the, or phase two, sorry, phase two movies when they were doing Avengers. And uh, oh, after this one, you know, were thinking about doing Guardians of the Galaxy and, and, and uh, Joss Whedon's like, ooh, I don't, I don't know about that. That's a weird comic. And, and Feige says, well, we're probably going to give it to uh, James Gunn. Who just we knew Feige, for it's Feige. You said Feige twice so far, and I'm just like, I have to correct you now. Feige, Feige I, say, I say Kevin Faggy. Okay, Kevin, <laughs> so, and, and Kevin Faggy says, uh, we're going to give it to James Gunn, and Joss Whedon says, well, Faggy, uh, you're totally fine. You're, you're like James, because James Gunn's <laughs> the only director out there, or the, 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 a good choice, because he'll keep it weird, whereas other directors would try and make a weird comic mainstream. He'll be fighting to keep this weird comic weird as shit and and as a result they they kind of made a exploratory movie for i think it was probably like 70 million was like they, they made it relatively low budget and that first trailer doesn't show any of the big action sequences it kept it kind of low and uh it wasn't until like after the movie was completed that they did the reshoots and added in like glenn close and and uh john c Riley. And uh, and then they bought the voice for Bradley Cooper because originally it was James Gunn's brother, Sean Gunn, uh, as the stand in Rocket Raccoon, and which is why I think in this one he managed to give Sean Gunn a little bit more of a role uh, in volume two. He expanded his role as the character he did get to play in for the first Craglin. movie. Craglin. Yeah, Craglin. Yeah, so he gave his brother a, a bigger role in this one, which is kind of nice. I still just want, wish I could get to see the the seventy million dollar movie. I mean, I'm sure it was incomplete, but I'm sure it was nobody's playing the character, like the Nova Corps character. I'm sure the the budgets uh, would have been a much cheaper effects. Probably the big final battle would have been a much smaller scale because it does kind of feel like at the end that they're just kind of on a green screen, very much like it goes from this huge battle to feeling like they're in a like a forty foot by forty foot room. Uh, that's clearly a a key. I, I kind of wish I could have seen the cheap and dirty. You know, Star Wars, a new hope version of of uh, Guardians, because it kind of feels like the first Guardians is a special edition of itself. Need more dong. And this one feels like it was made with the budget that it started with from the beginning in scope. So it doesn't feel 
as kind of disparate. Like there's not every scene feels expensive rather than like some scenes feeling cheap and some scenes feeling expensive. Yeah. Well, that fuck. That's a great point, man. And I think that's a, a good way to end this uh, spoiler cast on Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I agree. Well, Cool Boy Nation, that brings us to a close for the spoiler cast for Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at CoolBoysPodcast and email us at TheCoolBoysPodcast. And be sure to subscribe and like us on YouTube. We are The Cool Boys Podcast on YouTube. And that's it for our spoiler cast. See you next time. Bizes. Bizes for me. This is Bizes for me. You are standing American boy. You have excelled in all things. I pump while I dump. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. Oh yeah. So cool. This episode of the Cool Boys Podcast was brought to you by... I have a flight tomorrow morning I'm catching. So I'm going to need to... Um, yeah, have I'm fun in Texas. To... Well, have, have good work in Texas. Sorry, it's Dallas. It's, it's so, got none of the good stuff from Houston. All of the bad stuff from Houston. Um, Dallas, is, Dallas is the guy who will rape you and call you a faggot while he's doing it. Why you like my dick in your ass, fag? I'm Dallas. I bet you'll swallow my cum too, you queer. If you don't swallow, it'll beat you. Dallas. Get some cool boys. <laughs> <laughs> so serious. <laughs> <laughs>